So today we're looking at the love language of quality time. Showing love by demonstrating that you really know someone and want to spend time with them. We live in a fast-paced world where it's easy to feel lost in the crowd. And thanks to this fast-paced life, quality time is becoming even more and more scarce. Even when we're together, we can be somewhere else, usually in cyberspace or deep in our own thoughts. Being in close proximity to one another while doing something else does not constitute quality time, no matter how long you sit there. So why is it that we value quality time so much? We want to be known for who we really are. It's easy to feel that people only know the public us, the one we portray to the world. If we're really honest, we want people to know the real us. Sometimes even the people closest to us don't get to see the real us. The way you get to know someone properly is to spend time with them. But someone who does know the real us, someone who really does know us inside out, is God. Let's hear today's reading, Psalm 139. You searched me, Lord, you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the place of dead, you are there. If I ride wings in the morning, if I dwell by the furthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you, night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are both alike to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me 
and lead me in the way everlasting. So this psalm is a prayer of David to God. And what we say in prayer gives a good indication of how we view God and our relationship with him. In this prayer, David shows that he wants to be the centre of the will of God. The first three sections are David describing who God is and his attributes. So in the first section, read to us by Simon, David describes God as omniscient. He's all-knowing. Nothing past, present or future is hidden from him. So that first line is key. You have searched me and you've known me. David knew that the God he was praying to cared enough to have searched and known every individual. He knows everything about us, when we stand up, when we sit down. Essentially, all about the everyday things that we do. God knows and is interested in the little, seemingly mundane things we do in our lives, like me out here walking the dog. But not only does God know everything about us, he wants to protect us. So in verse 5, David says that God hems him in and lays his hand on him. God hedged David in on all sides, a hedge of protection. Nothing could get to David unless it passed through with God's permission. David understood that God knew him better than he knew himself. We sometimes reject what God says about us. We need to recognise us. We need to recognise that he knows us better than we know ourselves, that he really knows and understands who we are. It's not just that God knows everything, it's that God knows everything about me. In the second section of this psalm, read to us by Steve, David describes God as omnipresent. He is everywhere. This is one of my favourite places to walk in Newmarket. From up here you can see right across the town and on a clear day sometimes even further. But God sees even further than that. There's no corner of the universe that's hidden from him. Heaven isn't too high, hell isn't too low. In this psalm David isn't trying to run away from God. He's stressing the limitless nature of God, a concept beyond our human ability to grasp. He says, if I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, and that could refer to the way the sun rises from the east and to the west. Not even the speed of light can outrun God's presence. Even death cannot separate us from God's love. David was totally assured that nothing could come between him and God's love. And that's a really safe place to be. In Exodus, we read how God provided guidance with a pillar of cloud in the day and a pillar of fire at night, the very first sat-nav. With God, the night shines like day. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. It's easy to feel small in the enormity of the world, especially when things seem so out of control as they are right now. But even when we're walking through dark times, and we will, God is with us and can shine a light in the darkest of situations. It's not just that God is everywhere, God is everywhere with me. So Kathleen read us the third section where David describes God as omnipotent. He can do everything. This is a really powerful passage speaking of God's creative power. God creates us right from the very beginning in our mother's womb. David was a man of many talents. He was a shepherd a special forces soldier, a hero, a poet and a king. And here he adds scientists to his accomplishments. With the mind of a trained biologist but the skill of a poet, David declared that he was fearfully and wonderfully made. 
The inner workings of the human body are stunning. And today we know so much more about how the body works than David did. And it should make us even more in awe of God's creative power than David was. Although he probably had the skills to express it more poetically than we do. God meant each and every one of us to exist. And he created us right from the very start. I'm a very poor crafter, but I have been teaching myself to crochet. And when you make something yourself, you know everything about it. You spend time planning. You spend time gathering resources, working on it carefully, methodically, and at the end you're proud of what you've achieved and you want to show it off. You want to show people what you've made. And that's God, how God feels about us. He's proud of his creation and he wants to show us off. It might be at times we don't feel very special. We might compare ourselves with others and feel inferior. But this psalm reminds us that it was God who created us, and he created us perfectly. It's not just that God created everything, it's that God created me. These reflections by David led to his prayer of complete openness to God. In the final section of the psalm that Tony read us, he prays that he becomes the person that God wanted him to be. Nothing is hidden from God. He knows all the things that have made us who we are. He knows the damage that others have caused us by their words and deeds. He knows the things we've said and done that have harmed us and others. He knows the inner attitudes that we have that are destructive to our human relationships. David comes with an openness to God, that God might search him. He wants to be all that God wants him to be. If he's carrying anxiety, then he wants God to reveal it so that he can be rid of that anxiety and be more useful as a man of God. If he has areas of his life that are an offence to God, he wants God to show him so that he can ask for forgiveness and be changed. David prays, see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. He wants to be free of anything that would mar his relationship with God and prevent him from reaching his potential before God. Now Tanya is going to share a powerful testimony of how God has walked with her throughout her life and proved time and time again that he knows her, is guiding her life and wants to spend time with her. Over to Tanya. Okay, I've got to try and do this really quickly and for those of you who know me that I'm a bit of a talker so I've got a very short period of time so I'll have to get on to it very quickly but... First of all, I have to be really honest, when I first saw the title of this uh, next series, I was really disappointed. Um, I always look forward to the sermons and have a, 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 I had this preconceived idea of how this was going to be delivered and it was all about New Market. And this will make some sense as I go through what I'm going to say. I was brought up in a church, going to Sunday school, girls' brigade, tent seeing. As a teenager, um, I volunteered at holiday clubs, groups, etc. But at this stage, I was interested in what I heard about God, but I wasn't living my life by God. As a young adult, like to, liked life took over. There was a heavy workload studying full-time, working full-time, um, and also I had an incredibly busy social life. Um, yes, lots of late nights, um, sore heads, and um, very little sleep. But in the middle of that, I still turned to God, and I still had him there. But it was mainly in times of trouble, or celebrations and charity work. Uh, at this time, it was more 
what I called a secret relationship with God. So it was between me and him. On my bike ride to uni, I'd talk to him. In the car journey to work, I'd talk to him, share my problems, share my worries. But that was it. As life continued into my 30s, bigger decisions were needed to be made. Um, and I found myself turning to God more. There was a significant point when my mum gave me this special blue stone for prayer as I made a decision about where I was going to move to and where and finding a home that I'd so desperately been looking for and saving for for so long. Now, although I am a talker, I was never, and I say was because I am now, I was never somebody to talk about me, to share my feelings or share my emotions. Um, and instead, I blocked them. However, looking back now, I didn't block them because I turned to God. I know I spoke to him and I had his listening ear, his comfort, his guidance, his reassurance. But I still wasn't recognising it at this stage. Life took quite a significant change for me. I began to not feel right in myself. It was, it was slow, but pretty progressive. I had panic attacks. I was suffering significantly from anxiety and OCD mixed together. And life was becoming very challenging to live. Although I continued everything I was doing, it was as a big blur. I I experienced the movements, but I didn't experience the emotions. And it was like this heavy, dark place, um, which was really just awful to be in. But one of these big challenges was also being in Newmarket because I'd moved a few years ago to Newmarket where I could afford a home. Although it's not far from where my family and friends live, it wasn't that I'd found a sense of belonging and I didn't feel like I had people around me, that I was safe and that I knew where I belonged or where what my, my sense of purpose or place was there. However, there was an ultimate sense of God's touch and I engaged in prayer. I engaged in finding a church, however hard that was to step through the door. And it was at NCC, in the midst of the anxiety, when I could have said, I can't walk through a door of people I don't know. There were services that touched me, captured me, spoke to me. It was God's calling to me. I kept myself to myself each week as I went in or didn't go or went in, but I always felt God's presence. And it was one point I even took the step to ask somebody to pray for me and ask for God, for me to find my roots with God. There was one significant night when I was laying in bed in a full-blown panic attack, heart racing, clammy, feeling sick. It was horrible. And I said, God, if you are there, please use this time to show me. Within a few minutes, my heart was calming down. I felt that sense of comfort and reassurance and I managed to stay there on my own that night. From this day forward, life took that change. Anxiety was still there. It is still there. 
but I've accepted God into my life. I took the step to baptism on the 5th of September, which was incredible. And I know I'm still growing as a Christian and I'm still searching for my role and purpose in the church. But I feel complete that I've got God and I've got him in my life and that relationship that's developed over the years. And my biggest message is, it can take time, but God does not give up. He's patient, he's there, he's waiting. He'll give us those little nudges. And sometimes he's also answering our prayers. We just don't realize it because we're looking for our plan and not what he's got planned for us. Thank you. The good news is that we can all experience the closeness of God, the closeness that David felt with God, the closeness that Tanya has shared that she has felt with God over the years. And the challenge then is how can we share that same closeness with those around us, especially in this strange time of lockdown? Charlotte's going to share now how she has been spending quality time preparing gifts for individuals to show them that she knows them and cares for them. And in this way, she's able to show that God loves them and cares for them. challenge for this week is to think about how we can demonstrate God's love to Newmarket, our friends and neighbours, through the love language of quality time. 
So during lockdown, we might not be able to spend time physically with people. So we all can need to think creatively about how we can show people that we really know them, we care about them, and more importantly, that God knows them and God cares about them. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you do know us. You know us intimately. You made us, you created us right from the very beginning. You care for us, you're interested in our lives. And I pray, Lord, that as we go through this week, you reveal yourself in that deep and special way to each and every one of us, and that you will inspire us about how we can share your love to our friends and family, our neighbours in and around Newmarket, that we can share your love with them and that they will come to know you through the quality time that we can spend with them. Amen.